Wilson wants it all. Deep ball. Metcalf got it. Touchdown, Seattle. On fourth down, they leave the offense out there and not only get the first down, they deliver a strike to DK Metcalf. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Joe O, Joe G here. Thanks for hanging out. We're here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Also, check us out on the Odyssey app and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Before we jump into the Rams and Niners at the top of the NFC West, going to be a very tough division, top to bottom. Joe G, last segment, our conversation with Phil Steele. How many notes did you take? Well, I, I, already, <laughs> I, mean, I already have the Washington over eight and a half. Yeah, locked in. I mean, he he said he thinks they could be favored in all twelve games. I mean, their win total is eight and a half. That feels like, unless there's a, a gigantic injury, quarterback, whatever. As of right now, that one that one jumped off the page to me. When I saw, I, I thought their win total would be nine and a half. The way he talked about them being favored every game, eight and a half. I I can't pass that up. He has some good history with the surprise teams. Washington, number one surprise team. His number two surprise team brought up the Wisconsin Badgers. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. And at Fanduel. For the record, everyone, you can find them at six to one to win the conference. That is certainly a possibility there. All right, uh, to the NFL. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. This is uh, if we go since we're doing this uh, two teams every single day. I mean, this is the day with the best teams, right? We've got the Rams and the Niners, both in that 14, 15 to one range to win the Super Bowl. <gasps> Two of the best coaches, many people believe, in the NFL, at least two of the top play callers. Both win totals are set at 10 and a half, and they're both juiced to the under. Joe G, let's start with the Rams. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with the Rams here. Uh, under Sean McVay, there is some change here. Now, of course, McVay is returning, but a lot of his assistants are not, including the defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. We know he's now the Chargers head coach, but it wasn't just Staley. In total, five new assistant coaches under McVay, uh, something not a lot of people are talking about. Of course, we're, we're addressing what's going on with the defensive coordinator spot. Raheem Morris into takeover there. Uh, not a lot of change here on the roster. Roster pretty much the same. Of course, the big one, though, is at quarterback, the most important position. Out is Goff, in is Stafford. Uh, to make the playoffs, they are a minus 178 favorite. I mentioned the win total, 10.5 juiced heavily to the under at minus 140 already have the acres injury early on in the off season. Uh, what do you think about this LA Rams team? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably more excited to watch the Rams this year than I have been in any McVay year since the first one, because I want to see how he evolves as a coach. Obviously he is a more talented quarterback now in Stafford, you know, Goff out Stafford in, but could this all, could they look different? You know, the McVay teams have all kind of looked the same for as good as they are. They kind of play things close to the best. It's a lot of run the football. It's a lot of play action. He's got a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field now, Joe. And they added to the Woods and Goff connection, which is a good one at wide receiver. They added Deshaun Jackson. We'll see how many games he plays, but we know he's explosive when he plays. And they drafted Tutu Atwell in the second round wide receiver from Louisville who can get down the field as well. It feels like we're going to see a more explosive Rams team. I'm not too worried about the coaching changes. It feels like McVay's got a pretty good read on picking assistant coaches. I mean, he picked Wade Phillips. That was a no-brainer. It worked out. Mm -hmm. He picked Brandon Staley. We didn't know who that guy was. Now he's the head coach of the Chargers, and he was a great defensive coordinator. Raheem Morris has been around. He's been a good coach. I imagine he will do a good job with that defense. And when you have Aaron Donald, you've got a pretty good setup 
to have a pretty good defense and those two corners with Williams and Ramsey. So I think they're going to be really good defensively. This team can win the Super Bowl. I thought my first thought is they can win the Super Bowl. Can that defense repeat that performance? Probably that's, not. Yeah, probably not. But that's when the offense comes into play. So Stafford is the upgrade over Goff. The only question is how much of an upgrade. So I've heard about uh, this nugget throughout Stafford's entire career since uh, much of it has been played in the NFC North up until now. He can't beat winning teams. Well, you were also with the Lions with a bunch of terrible head coaches, and they didn't have much around him, although he did have Megatron with him for, for some time. Do you put anything into that, that Stafford can't rise to the big moment, beat good teams against winning teams? Eh, just just throw an over-under number on there. Winning percentage. What do you think Stafford's winning percentage uh, during his Lions career was against winning teams? 390. Lower. 400. Lower. 350. Lower. 275. The reason I've been hearing about it his entire career is because Stafford's winning percentage against winning teams is 106. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. He is 8 and 67. I don't like evaluating quarterbacks on wins, but that's notable. 8 and 67. Okay, you have the genius head coach. You've got the the great defense to support you. You have everything you could possibly ask for. I know the running back goes down, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Okay, it's a little bit of a step back going to Henderson or whichever guys they work into that offense. But come on, man, it is time. You want to prove you're one of the good ones? Here you go. Well, I'm looking at the Rams schedule. I was just quickly, as you said that, I was like, all right, how many games this year does he have to step up to that kind of competition? And I counted down eight games, and that is, and I'm I'm being judicious. Like I didn't count the Cardinals, who could be a nine and eight team. They could be a winning team. I didn't count them. Yeah. I, I think there's almost a guarantee they're going to face eight teams that will finish with winning records. So about half the schedule, he's going to have to face winning teams. Joe, if that winning percentage continues, the Rams are in trouble. Is uh is McVay going to be in Stafford's ear like he was with Goff, holding his hand? Probably not as much. <laughs> I, I have to imagine not as much. Um, yeah. It's good. Look, I I will say on the Stafford thing, I need to see it to believe it. But on paper, there's no reason they can't compete. Like, like to win the NFC seven to one, I I like a flyer on that. They're they're good enough. They have the coach. They have an upgraded quarterback. They have the defense. Like, I I don't see any reason. I I think the Cam Akers injury will hurt more than probably the most running backs. But I don't see a real reason on paper this team can't represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I'm trying to figure out what they're missing, and maybe the defense regresses a little bit. Staley, I mean, he's a big fan Joe Prodigy. He was there one year. Team C, the dude's a winner. He's going to win with the Chargers at some point, even though they're the Chargers. Uh, so maybe they'll step back on defense, but they're going to step up on offense. They're going to be putting more points on the board. I'm trying to figure out what are they missing. Uh, what's interesting about the construction of this roster is they like to kick the can down the road. They don't. They don't care about future draft picks. If you're a talented player, come, come on board. Let's go. Uh, how they built this roster, you have that supreme talent at the top, like on defense with Donald and Ramsey, one of the shutdown corners in the game. 
And then what about the bottom of the rosters? Those guys that fill those spots that they're not as concerned about, are they going to be able to do enough? Because if any of their stars are dealing with injuries, and when I say stars, I'm talking about the defensive side of the ball, it could be trouble there if Ramsey or Donald go down. Yeah, depth is their issue. They, they don't build a team with depth. And that in a 17-game season, it could be a bigger deal than, than yeah. ever before. So that's an issue. The other one, as we, we look at the Niners as well, Joe, is this division, if you look at the numbers, the odds, right, the win totals, would you say it's pretty fair this could go down to one game? This division could be separated by one win? Well, Joe, over the last two years, Kyle Shanahan has owned Sean McVay. That's right. Four straight wins, and three of those games, McVay was the favorite. He has beaten them four in a row, three of which the Niners were dogs, including that game, I think, last late November. That felt like – there was a story. I forget who wrote it. Maybe Peter King. Someone wrote it. That It, uh, it might have been the LA Times. That was the game when they lost at home to the Niners last year that, like, McVay was out on golf. It, it was over. Like, that – he never really – it never got back, even though they, they finished okay and they got they won a playoff game. That was it. Can, can, can McVay beat Shanahan? Like, Shanahan might be just the X factor in the top of this division. So they have the same win total, but the Niners are the favorite in the division on FanDuel at plus 185, minus 205 to make the playoffs, minus 205. I agree with that. I think their Super Bowl odds should be a little shorter, and they are. 14 to 1 for the Niners, 15 to 1 for the Rams. According to win totals, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL, and they're healthy. That's it. It doesn't mean they're a lock to stay healthy all season, but last year was a mash unit. It truly was. On defense, Nick Bosa wasn't out there for 13 games. D Ford missed 13 games. Sherman missed 11 games. Offensively, eh, it doesn't even really matter if Jimmy G goes down because we know Trey Lance is going to be out there at some point. So if they start the season with Jimmy G, what's going to happen? He's going to get injured like he does every single year. And then Trey Lance is going to go out there. Anyway, Lance is, we expect him to take over at some point, but uh, for the record last year, to add to the injury problems, Jimmy G missed 10 games. Kittle missed half the season. Debo Samuel missed more than half the season. So did Mostert. Uh, their running back missed half the season. It, it was a mess. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And, Kind of like the Colts, right? Um, there are seasons like that. You're a very talented team. You have a great head coach, amazing play caller. They have their quarterback of the future now. Where things just go pear-shaped, and you, you had no chance from the beginning. That was the case for the 2029ers. Yeah, they were done. It was like week two, right? They had all those injuries that met life. Uh, yeah. they were, it was kind of like you knew it wasn't their year. They're loaded. I mean, their roster is loaded. What I find ironic about this is the Niners were rumored to be in, interested in Matthew Stafford which tells you the Niners even believe the best quarterback of these two teams right now is in Los Angeles, Stafford. Yet the favorite is in San Francisco. It shows you how deeper the roster is. The coaches looked at as, as better with Shanahan. And the most amazing part of all this show is I think the Niners could win this division with either quarterback. That's mm -hmm. how good Shanahan is. And that's how good the Niners roster is. I would take the Niners win total over. I would too. The Rams, I am less certain of. I think... I'd be shocked if the Rams, barring significant injury, win less than ten. But would you go? Would you go over the ten and a half on the Rams too? No, I would not. I I don't know. I'm just backing away from the Rams. I'm not sure what to expect. Like you, I want to see it before I'm going to be willing to buy in 100. I think Fanduel has it right, and the other spots that have San Francisco as the favorite. 
I actually think there's a bigger gap. It shouldn't just be 10 and a half for both teams. And it's just, a, it's juiced a little bit more on the under for the Rams. I, if they wanted to separate these two teams by a half a win, I would not have a, a, any problem with that. I would bet San Francisco over 10 and a half. I would not bet Rams over 10 and a half. And look, the Shanahan McVay thing is real. And it, if this division comes down to it, the final game of the season is a week. We call it week 18 now. Is that it? This, I got to get used to this week 18. Right, listen, and, and don't even worry about about getting used to it, Joe, because it's going to be a one-year thing. We know they're going to 18 games. We're going to do this every single year. Okay, you get one extra home game. Okay, now you get one extra road game this year, and next year we'll flip it. No, no chance. Yeah, they're not going to do that for them. But this year in week 18, the Niners travel to the Rams. So we get Shanahan, McVay. I'm sure NBC is all set up to send Collinsworth and company to to SoFi Stadium uh, in Los Angeles to, to finish that one out. There is one thing to note, though, when it comes to these two teams and the schedules, uh, because you remember you mentioned that extra game, right? That cross-conference game, and you play the team that finished in the same spot as you a year before. Mm-hmm. Joe, the one thing to note on this, and I, I do think it is, it's important to to kind of pay attention to. So the Niners, I'm looking at, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the game right now. So the cross-conference game, they each play, I believe. They both play the AFC South. I'm trying to figure out who this who this game is. Because I, I think that's important in each league. Like, who are you playing? Who's that extra game you're playing? Um, they both play the AFC South, which means... All right, so San Francisco's cross-conference game is at Cincinnati in the AFC North. The cross-conference game for the Rams in the AFC North is a trip to Baltimore. To Ooh, the Ravens. that's brutal. Cincinnati, Baltimore. That yeah. could be the difference in this division. Are you trying to talk me into under Rams? I don't want to do that. Yeah, ten and I'm seven. Not, I, I'm, I'm not interested. Me. Okay, man. I'm not going. I, like I, I won't bet on under Rams though. This, 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 good. this division's tough to bet on, and it's going to get tougher tomorrow when we do Seattle, Arizona. You know. Um, how about a couple more other options? It had me thinking as we were talking about San Francisco. We're both obviously big on San Francisco. We're willing to take the over 10 and a half on Fandle. That is even money, by the way, because it, it is used to the under. Are you so high on the Niners that you would go over 12 and a half? So in, in alt's number here, over 12 and a half, that is plus 260. Wow, it's a big number. Uh, it's, I mean, you're getting good number too. I, I would not because Jimmy G probably gets hurt at some point and you are transitioning a rookie quarterback in there. As, as talented as he might be, I mean, Trey Lance has barely played football at, at, at past the high school level. That's mm-hmm. a lot of wins. I, I, it's hard to go 13 wins for this Niners team in this division. I mean, think about that's you're playing six games against teams that are 500 or better. I, I would go no on that. Best regular season record: San Francisco, the fifth favorite, 12 to one. Man, Tampa Bay though they get to go through that at NFC South. I know they get to go through the NFC. Right. I mean, so. If we're power ranking the NFC right now, it's Tampa number one. We both agree there. Is number two San Francisco or Green Bay? I go San Francisco. I think they're a better team. It's tough. I get Rodgers. I know. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's apparently happy now. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts for, but he's, he's happy yeah. in the moment. Uh, we've. <laughs> Are you. There's uh, another update on Cole Hamels here. Are you excited? It's so this, this is breaking. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a report that uh, Dodgers are signing left-handed pitcher Cole Hamels to a major league deal. What happened? I thought he was going back. The Phillies are cheap. You know, they don't want to pay him. Did you want him? 
I mean, it can't be worse. I thought it'd be cool for the nostalgia. I don't think he can pitch anymore, but right. Yeah, listen, you put him in LA, I'm sure he'll get some outs. Every pitcher gets outs from the Dodgers. That's Shoji. I'm Joe O. Coming up next, we'll do lightning bets, our favorite plays of the day. Welcome in Vic Chalksy to give us the top BetQL model plays of the day. So keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel from BetQL.